everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring, your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for the evening, I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How are you doing tonight, Dalton? Pretty solid, pretty solid. Um, I A lot of not fun news this week, A lot. Of, I was, I'm excited we get to talk this week. Uh, I wish we were talking about happier subjects, but I'm excited we get to talk this week. Yeah, it's it's not all great. There's one thing that I'm going to be just absolutely giddy for, um, so that'll be most of the positivity, but it's a lot of news this week. Uh, we've got stuff in playing with ourselves. Obviously, it was a very big news week, and then we actually have a lot to talk about before we jump into the news of the week with the ring setup. So jumping into that, we will start off like we start every episode with the power of positivity. The internet and social media is such a negative cesspool of a terrible place sometimes that we want to do our part to make it a little bit better, a little bit brighter by spotlighting something that makes us happy in the world of professional wrestling. And we talked about it before the show and in a shocking turn of events, not shocking at all if you've listened to us for a while now, uh, Dalton and I have the exact same one. (laughs) So uh, congratulations to CM Punk. And his abortion rights are human rights t-shirt that he wore on AEW Dynamite last night in Texas. Uh, which and, is a, is an amazing follow-up from the last time he was in Texas where he had a blue shirt uh, with a uterus on it that says, uh, get your own and then tell it what to do. Uh, because if, if you know me and Asa at all, or if you followed us from PWU and the Podzilla uh, brand, uh, you know that we are pro-women's rights, uh, pro-reproductive health rights. Uh, and if you're not, and you think that like it should happen no matter what, and da 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 da, we'd probably disagree with you a little bit. Um, and just having CM Punk going in Texas, where these abortion laws are attempting to be passed, are like so bullshit crazy that as one of the top good guys and faces of the company is just like, no, nah, I'll wear this shirt. It's not a CM Punk shirt. It's literally just a shirt that he has. He just owns that shirt. Those shirts. And just chooses to wear them out. It carries that same energy that uh, whenever Florida was uh, working on the Don't Say Gay bill and Hangman comes out in the, uh, like, his gear but with the rainbow accents on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, uh, it's that kind of energy that is just like, you know what, I will sports entertain you, but I need you to know that I don't agree with what you're doing. And I love that. I love that so much because that is some shit that you would never, ever, 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 ever see on a WWE screen. And it really does, like, humanize a lot of these people. And not it, saying it, that, like, I need them to all be, like, telling me all of their beliefs all the time. Because I'm going to let you know the less Glenn Jacob talks, the more happier I am. But when it's shit like this, it makes me really happy. Uh, does that make me a hypocrite? Don't really know. Don't really care. CM Punk, fucking awesome. Hey, okay. I, I like the, oh, well, would you have been, would you have celebrated if you came, came out wearing uh, opposing shirts? Like, No. If someone came out and said, I don't like kicking puppies, be like, hey, good, good message on your shirt there. If someone came out and said, I enjoy kicking puppies, no, I would not have the same reaction. People on the internet just, I swear to God, the, the first name bunch of numbers, they just live to just say stuff. <laughs> and that's why we do this segment, the power of positivity, to be like, hey, good for you. This is cool. I have, uh, I have a like, new, I have a new name for wrestling, Asa. First name, first name bunch, bunch of unfortunately that has already been taken uh from uh, it's a running joke online but i'm someone did it in the context of no it was mustafa ali on up up down down 
Oh. Where because it was one of the ring fit challenges. Where he was just in the background as people were doing these like ring fit, like how long can you hold the can you pull the thing? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, I'm not going to participate, but I do have a lot of opinions. Hi, <laughs> I'm first name bunch of numbers. And it was just, it's not that hard. And it was amazing. I will say I could have given you CM Punk because mine could have been uh, Colette from Fightful who did the review of the CM Punk shirt in, in an article. And the article was literally just 10 out of 10. No notes given. <laughs> like, yeah, that's. That sounds about right. But yeah, no, that's that's one of those things that makes me happy. Uh, the, the country and the policies at which are happening are kind of a trash fire as of right now. And uh, I'm happy when people speak out their beliefs that aren't trash fires. Right. Standing um, up for what is like actually. Yeah. Right. Uh, and good. So like, but so kudos to Punk. Uh, again, doing that ish in Texas probably isn't. I mean, he obviously doesn't give one, two, three, and or four fucks, but like just to do that and be like, no, I'm also the person that you're going to have to cheer. That just like, that is a level of yes, that I love. Cause again, like, I don't think Texas is a bad place. I have friends that live in Texas. I've been to Texas. It's, it's a lovely state when you're away from all the cacti. Um, and I know it's not everybody in Texas is cool with all these things, but it is, it's just, again, it's the, the place at which you choose to do it is just beautiful. It, it's a message to the leadership because like, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine when people like, oh, just saw Florida and get rid of it. No, there's a lot of very good people in all of these places that are also victims of this terrible legislation. And oftentimes it's through like awful zoning, uh, zoning register districts and gerrymandering that keep them unable to actually it's fine we're this isn't what the podcast is i swear this is a wrestling podcast uh well we are talking about we are talking about cm punk (laughs) if you're interested in hearing all of our political beliefs at length uh check out podzilla 1985 because i'm sure we can make something happen there yeah um but yeah so it's good on him and he's like you said done it twice now so it's super cool and that is the power of positivity um another very positive thing And something that I'm very excited about is next Tuesday night, I don't know if the episode will go out Tuesday night or if it'll go out Wednesday. We'll just kind of see how long it takes, editing, stuff like that. But you are getting not one but two episodes of Nerdiest Part of the Ring next week because we are doing a special guest interview Tuesday night with IGN's Rebecca Valentine. And if you're wondering who is IGN's Rebecca Valentine, one, she's a phenomenal writer. If you care about video games at all, you should absolutely be following her stuff. I've been following her for years because of the video game news that she does. And But she is a new AEW fan. Like, within the last year, she has started watching AEW and has become a fan of wrestling. And we're just going to talk about why wrestling is awesome and what led her into being a fan and all of that stuff. And... If you don't follow her on Twitter, it's at Duck Valentine. She does a weekly thread when she watches Dynamite and sometimes Rampage. And it's just the most wholesome, fun wrestling thread because it's someone who is just a genuine fan. And that is so nice to see. And I am really looking forward to picking her brain about why she became attached to wrestling and all of that. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we will post that up as a standalone episode. And then we'll do the normal episode later in the week. But yeah, be on the lookout. That will go up either late Tuesday night, maybe Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, depending, like I said, on editing when I can get everything put up. So Yeah. And this was like, 
this is kind of like an episode of PWU that I wanted to do like years ago, like 2016, 2017, where whenever we were doing like the Facebook things, it was somebody be like, why do you guys like wrestling? And I always wanted to do that episode. Literally just like a deep dive on what got us into it. Why do we like it? Things like that. Which again, like if you listen to us long form, like if you're um, like Dylan or Gallows or one of the, or Michaela, one of the people that have been following us since we started this podcast, you kind of do, we do the through line of what we enjoy about wrestling. So you do get that. But um, I've like always wanted to do just a show where it's like, if you want to know why we like what we like or why somebody likes what they like in wrestling, here's the episode to listen to. I'm happy we get to do that. Because, yeah. like, we get to pick her brain. Um, I'm sure we'll get to talk about, like, things that we like as well. Like, this, I am very excited about this episode because, like, I love talking news with you. But what I like more than talking news with you about wrestling is just talking about wrestling. And things that, like, shit that we like. Um, so, like, I'm super pumped for it. I, um, like most things that Ace assigns me up for, I don't necessarily know who we're talking to. And so like, I get to meet cool people that way. And I, again, it's always fun. Like I knew who Greg Miller was, but wasn't hundred percent. Like I didn't like, no, no, all of the stuff. Um, so like Asa just, <laughs> you, you give me bl- these blind dates with these cool people and I get to have a good time. I'm super pumped about this one. And we get to do two shows in a week. And like, that's, that's some old PZ 85 ish that we're on. And I'm, I'm super <laughs> excited about it. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. Be on the lookout for that. It'll be right here on the uh, podcast feed as usual. Next bit of setup is a real quick plug for our friends up at Glory Pro Wrestling. They have a show this Sunday, and it is an absolutely stacked one. Glory Pro, massive aggression. Uh, just real quick, Mike Outlaw defending the Crown of Glory Championship against Warhorse. Warhorse leaves the country, and the team ambition completely explodes. And he wants answers and the Crown of Glory Championship, so he's coming for that. Uh, the Midwest Territory Championship is being defended. Tootie Lynn is defending against Shazza McKenzie in one of her, I believe, last appearances uh, stateside. She is. She was tweeting about going, having to go back uh, relatively soon. I think she's going back after Double or Nothing, maybe. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have a ton of appearances left. If you haven't had a chance to see her, now is the now is a great time, especially if you're in the Midwest with us. Yeah, and Tootie's uh, amazing, so that'll be a good match. Tootie, yeah, Tootie's always great, and that 100% is going to, that's going to be a very good match, too. Uh, what I'm probably, until the, so, there's two that I'm probably most excited for. One of them is Davey Richards taking on Eddie Kingston. I have not had a chance to see Eddie Kingston live, so this is very cool for me. Yes, you have. Have I, was it at Glory Pro? No, remember him and Juice Robinson broke that dude's fucking face in New Orleans. That's right. Yeah. I did forget about that. Okay, yes, thank you. Why? How did I forget about that? Well, because so, we were having a conversation because I wasn't super familiar with Eddie Kingston at the time, and mm-hmm. that match sold me. Ever since then, that was 2018, I'm like, love this dude. Because I had heard the name, but I never really watched him. Loved mm-hmm. the guy, and uh, it was one of those that, like, I don't remember if you were super hot. Like, you knew who he was more than I did, Um but I don't remember if you were super hot or cold on him, but like that was such a fun match. But yeah, they the uh, Kingston whipped, uh, oh god, Juice Robinson into the guardrail and it popped that dude's face because why somebody was sitting like as close as we're current. I'm currently sitting to my laptop to a metal guardrail at a wrestling show in the front row. I still don't understand to this day. But the sh- just- so basically, if you're not listening, like to tell you what happened, Juice Robinson takes the guardrail super hard. 
And because you have to, when you're in ringside like that, you can't be like mm-hmm. light about it. And it breaks because I think it was like only zip ties holding it. And yeah. the thing came apart and like broke the dude's nose because the dude started bleeding instantly because he was leaned up against it. And it wasn't a kid. It was like somebody older than both of us currently some, are. Some, someone who was old enough to know better. Yeah. And if that was you listening to this, tweet us, at, tweet at us and tell Dalton that he's an insensitive dick or explain yourself. Why were you sitting that close? To I hope record? that he does tweet and be like, yeah, <laughs> I was being a dickhead that day. <laughs> um, we didn't so, get pancakes okay. in the building. <laughs> we yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That It was the pancakes and pile drivers. Okay. So, yeah. I, how did I forget that was Eddie Kingston? I'm dumb. All right. Well, there was a I lot of people on that show. If you tune out after this, I completely understand. But if you stick with us, I promise it'll be better. I can't promise that. I cannot promise that. Uh, but Eddie, but either way, Eddie Kingston versus Davey Richards, that's going to that, that that's going to be fuck. insane. Like, that's going to oh, be yeah. great. And then the match that was just announced today, following a uh, video that they posted where the big strong boy, Ethan Price, ran afoul of Grindhouse and Anakin Murphy in a bathroom where they he shoved a bathroom door into Vegas' face, then they all jumped him. But it is now going to be a tag team match as Grindhouse takes on Ethan Price and his tag team partner, Jake something. So two big strong boys. And I am just the biggest fan of Grindhouse, formerly known as besties in the world. Fitchett and Vega are just so freaking good. Something is so freaking good. I have very quickly, I've only seen uh, Ethan Price wrestle twice now live. uh, Once at WrestleMax and once at the Glory Pro show where he took on Ethan Page at the pageant. And he is also someone who is very, very good. Someone to definitely keep an eye on. So that is this Sunday up at, uh, where is it? At the South Broadway Athletic Club. Oh, excuse me. I am burping and I can't stop it. Massive Aggression, Glory Pro. It's going to be a good show. I love that Very, very excited for that. That is such a good name. It is. It's also a a good-ass name, too. Uh, And then speaking of WrestleMax, quick reminder that episodes one through six are available on IWTV. Um, Episodes four, five, and six are the ones that myself and Rob Leach provided commentary for. Episode six is the match of uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Calvin Tankman. That was just a killer match. WrestleMax puts on a great show all of these are worth checking out and uh also selfishly i would love for you to listen to me do commentary on some really really good matches yeah but that is it for the setup now we can actually finally jump into the news of the week and what a week it was let's start with the thing that happened on monday that everyone has been talking about and that is that at some point early during monday night raw Sasha Banks and Naomi went to John Laurinaitis, head of talent relations, put their tag team championships on his desk and proceeded to leave the building. They were scheduled for the main event. Uh, The stuff had to be changed on the fly. And the status of both is still kind of up in the air. They have not officially been released. Neither of them have made any kind of formal statement about it. Although... WWE issued a statement, which I meant to pull that up and I forgot. It was um, real weird. It was a real weird statement. Um, because it, I mean, it, it was it was dumb. And like, there's a whole lot of conjecture. There's a whole lot of speculation. The really 
no one knows exactly there's been a pretty solid through line of the events that happened but there have been some deviations and there's a lot of like conflicting reports and why can't i just find the wwe statement itself here fightful has it um so i'm gonna read the statement that wwe gave uh tonight's raw main event changed after sasha banks and naomi walked out of the show we're told uh nope that's a fightful statement there we go from wwe when sasha banks and naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's monday night raw during the broadcast, they walked into WWE head of talent relations John Laurinaitis' office with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions, and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Gonna put a pin in that. Alright, yeah, <laughs> no, there's, the, we're about, I'm about to go off tonight. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. So real quick, before I let you loose for a minute, let's <laughs> let's we're going to take the pin out of the hole. They claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents. That, from all accounts, is just a straight up lie made to look uh, to create division between Sasha and Naomi and Becky Oscar Dewdrop and um oh was Becky, it and, and Nick, Nikki ASH yeah i was about to ask if it was ASH because from that because Becky and Oscar have wrestled Sasha and Naomi like a ton i'm pretty sure Sasha has even like gone out of her way to talk about how great both of them are yeah from one of the one of the accounts is that they wanted to when when they were told they were going to be in this multi-person match to challenge for the singles titles they didn't want to do that because they are the tag champions why would the tag champions want to go after singles titles how about instead you let it be becky and oscar and then we do a program with dewdrop and nikki ash which is where i assumed it was going because, like, they have kind of paired up over the last couple weeks. Yeah. And WWE's like, nope, we're not doing that. And that is it. So, uh, so they, uh, allegedly, again, there's no concrete, we don't have, we don't have their side of the story yet, but we just have a lot of backstage reports, and someone that apparently is close to Naomi tweeted out a thread, but even some of that information was, didn't line up with what some other people had heard, so... This is another one that it's it's very, very messy, and unfortunately, it's just all conjecture. So, Dalton, go ahead, and I'm going to let you be mad for a little bit. Uh, so, first thing I'm going to say is uh, Jim Cornette can never talk shit about AEW killing the business ever, 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 ever again. Because in their official statement, they said Raw is a scripted and televised TV show. So, like, and this isn't the first time WWE's done this. It's not even, like, it's not even the first time in, like, the past three decades that they have done this. Vince McMahon stays saying, hey, this is fake. Um, 
so that just gets me. Like, the fact that they put that in an actual statement saying that Monday Night Raw is a scripted and televised show, like, come the fuck on. Like, alright, cool, whatever. I mean, you're, you're calling it what it is, whatever, that's fine. It just, it cracks me up that AEW catches all the hell for being, like, not realistic, and then you have the other company in a, an official statement say, hey, by the way, this ain't real. Um... That just that that's my first like little point of contention because like I'm gonna pick this apart on different levels. Um, the conjecture of because that's like the big one of they're going to make while still being the tag champs Naomi and Sasha go for the different singles titles, but neither one of them win that singles title while going on. And again, I know I know it's a speculation aspect of it, but I could see somebody getting upset about this. My main thing isn't even with. The situation, because uh, again, my my whole philosophy on wrestling is, at the end of the day, I don't care about a multi million dollar corporation. I care about the people in the ring. If they don't want to do a match, nobody should make them do a match. If they are unhappy, they are allowed to be unhappy. Now, whatever consequence comes from it is, I mean, I'm sure they didn't think about that before they walked in with belts and their fucking. Oh no, they suitcases. absolutely did. They, like, they yeah, like the Real fact quick, that I just. I'm going to jump in just real quick because Sasha Banks does, it has reached the point where she does not need WWE. WWE needs her more than she needs them at this point. She has star Wars money and can continue to get star Wars money from what I understand. Uh, yeah. So, and I haven't seen season two yet. (laughs) Naomi is, Naomi is also someone who apparently her contract is about to come due. Like, so they are in the renegotiation process. So if she decides she does want to walk, Now's the time to get out. Uh, or at the same time, like, this could just, you know, maybe if if they deem her being gone, maybe they freeze it. I think that's something Meltzer had, had talked about. Um, I will I will say, too, before I let you keep going, that I 100% agree. Fuck a billion-dollar corporation. You don't get a billion-dollar corporation by doing things in the best interest of people. You just yeah. don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, if, they, they literally you, let a, a crime scene get wrestled on 10 minutes after it happened. So, our, like... <laughs> our listeners who were very stunned to hear that we are so pro-choice are going to be absolutely stunned to hear that we are not the biggest fans of capitalism. And, you know, again, I apologize for these baffling revelations that a lot of you guys are, are were rocking you with here. But, that said, I will say that, like... So Fightful reached out to some people because, like, Alvarez and Meltzer said that, like, literally no one that they talked to were on Banks or Naomi's side. And Fightful said that there's a lot of people who are more like, hey, I get me. You can be frustrated at Creative Hell. You can leave the building. The problem that a lot of people had was the fact that they did it during the show when you're when you're booked. And, like, yes, you capitalism is dumb. The creative was bad. But that said, like, you do have a contract. And so, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. Like, ultimately, I am very much on Sasha Banks and Naomi's yeah. side. I think that the the creative was stupid. I hate when they... which And it's, it's a thing with WWE for decades now, it feels like, where they don't really care about tag team wrestling. Look at FTR. This is the exact same thing that led that to them leaving the company as well. Of yeah. just like, hey, the, the tag division as a whole isn't being taken care of. And it's like... Gun to your head, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. And I know you don't follow, so I'll give you 15. Can you name three of the women's tag teams in WWE right now? Alright, um, Shotzi and, nope. Natty and Tamina, hashtag our, our family worked here. Um, t- yeah. 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. They they dismantle the tag teams, and then, okay, well, we'll put Carmella and Zelina together. Oh, nope, we're breaking them up. Okay, we're going to Oh, play. okay, good. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah, no. Well, they broke them up, and then uh, Sonya Deville, like, tr- paid them, like, bribed them to be like, hey, we- I will give you another tag title shot if you help me beat Bianca Belair. And they failed, so they're just, like, not a team anymore. Who knows? They just now put Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. together. And it's just, there's not a focus. There's no clear importance. And then to be told, like, hey, you're the champions. And from the perspective of Sasha Banks, someone who fought to establish those championships, like, yes, it's a TV prop. No no championship, like, you're. it's a scripted show. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like, it's yeah. not something you won. But for all of the people who say that, like, no, when you get that championship, that's them recognizing your hard work. Like, that is kind of a reward. It is a prize to be won and to, a goal to work forward, work toward, excuse me. For her and Bailey to, like, bust their ass and do everything they did to establish the division and establish those championships, to then be told again, hey, we don't really care about this. We want to put over, we want you guys to put over the singles champions. Yeah. Like, yeah, that you're, you're going to be frustrated. That is bullshit. Um, as of right now, I just double checked. They are still listed as the tag team champions on WWE's website. Mm-hmm. And they're, like they said, there's no, you know, they haven't been released from their contracts. I would genuinely be pretty surprised if that happened. Uh, if it is a thing where they just go home and like, don't come to the shows. I do feel like they're going to do the thing that I talked a little bit about with Candice LeRae's contract and like what they did with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Whenever, do you remember like, oh God, it's been so long ago at this point. But when he just stopped cashing the WWE checks. Yeah. But they like froze his contract and they're like, no, you have X amount of time left and you just sat at home for this long. So we're adding that to your contract. Like they could, we could run into a situation like that. It was the, it was the old joke we used to make of, they added that to Luke Harper's Harper's contract. We we were literally doing it whenever somebody else would get hurt. Like Mm -hmm. Xavier Woods went down with an Achilles injury. Well, that's going to get tacked onto Luke Harper's contract. Like that's some stuff that they would do. Um, so to, to kind of circle back to, to, to the layers of fuckery with this, um, whenever you were talking about being professionalism and like at the end of the day, you are under contract, you're absolutely correct. Um, I'm very happy that WWE does take care of their workers by giving them full insurance and like, at, Oh wait, no, they're fucking independent contractors. They can literally do whatever they want whenever they want, because that is their job title. They are independent contractors. And again, like, yes, in the world of wrestling, you probably should, and I hate that I'm saying this out loud, like, this is the kind of stuff that I'm not a big fan of wrestling, of the whole, like, being professional aspect of it, but if you feel like you're being disrespected, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, um, it's up to you, uh, Joey Janela did a thing at GCW where he was talking about AEW and being like, all the money in the world isn't worth it if I'm not having fun and earning it. Right. I don't think either one of them is really worried about their contracts, I think they were like, hey, this is stupid. We're, we don't want to do this. We're just going to walk out. Is it unprofessional? Yes. But at the end of the day, they're independent contractors. If you want to force people to do this, because at the end of the day, you can find another two female workers that will take those belts. It, it won't be hard to do. There's They literally have a performance center for this reason, to train people to come up and take the spots of people once they leave. Um, That's what minor league systems are. They have their own minor league system. You can fill those two spots. Now, is it going to be as good as Sasha Banks and Naomi? That's like, that's, no. The yeah, it's, no. <laughs> it's not going to be as good, but you can do it. It's not, 
I mean, they're important to the product, but they're not that important that them not being there is going to make your show fall apart. So to put them in this light that they are these bad people whenever you're like, you literally hire them as independent contractors, which we have gone at lengths about on PWU of how bullshit that is. So for them to be independent contractors and people shitting on them because they weren't professional enough to do something in a, a contract where they're not even really contracted workers to that company. I hate that shit. I hate that so much. Because again, if they want to, WWE can release them today and then still say you can't work somewhere for 90 days. Again, I don't give a fuck about that company. I am going to side with the two women that felt disrespected. Yeah, and, and again, again I, I feel, and I know you, I know you're not arguing the latter. It's just one of those things I've seen so much shit online of being like, "Oh, they're unprofessional." I, if I got paid that amount of money, I'd job to anybody. Now, don't get me wrong, I would too, because at the end of the day, I don't take myself seriously enough to like. But if I put the time and effort to build something up for them to be like, "No, no, we don't care," actually, like I probably also would walk out. I can't say that I wouldn't have done the exact same thing they did. And I'm very happy that they did it. Because at the end of the day, that's how you beget change. Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin did it, and he's a WWE Hall of Famer. Now, granted, they did the same thing to Austin that they're doing to Banks and uh, Naomi. They're just doing it via social media versus doing it online or on the screen saying, oh yeah, Austin took his ball and went home. They did it on the screen. They, oh, did Corey they? Graves, Corey Graves said they summarily and unprofessionally left the building. Like, oh, my throughout... God. Oh, my God. I am so happy I don't watch that show. Oh, that is frustrating. Oh, yeah, so F that they, noise. They, they, they did throughout the show, like, they mentioned that the main event had changed. The other part of it is them saying, like, oh, we're sorry we couldn't deliver the main event we advertised. Fuck you. It, they do that shit all the time where they change the main event that was advertised a lot of it a lot of the times it's storyline reasons you know sometimes people's flights get missed like but no don't act like this is the first time that you were so unavailable you were so oh we 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 wanted to deliver this and we couldn't no get some bullshit oh that's so all right yeah and then so and one last thing then we can bounce off of it um, a couple of months ago, or however long ago it was, it was, it was, we were doing this show, I'm pretty sure, but whenever Tony Storm, like, just said, yeah, I'm not showing up anymore, mm-hmm. I was happy about that, I was like, good, I'm happy that she decided that it's not worth it, and that was pretty much the consensus, uh, from what I was seeing online of people like, oh yeah, no, she decided she wasn't happy there, it wasn't for her, she said, deuces. Now, granted, she didn't do it at the middle of a show, so I know that's different, but, I besides it not being like added like during a show and you were scheduled to be in the main event, I don't see much difference. So I'm I'm pro Naomi and Sasha Banks on this one. Like I no, and there's there's very little that you can say to me. They could literally say yeah, and then they took a shit on John Laurinaitis's desk, to which I would say maybe his desk shouldn't have been in the way. Like there's really nothing. <laughs> there's nothing that that they're gonna get out of this story that's gonna make me be like. Oh, those two women really didn't handle that situation well. If anything, I'm going to be like, good. I'll, I'll double down and be like, I'm happy they did that to you. The Also, the thing that like comes up, because, yeah, like WWE did be like, oh, Austin took his ball and went home. But remember just a couple months ago when Charlotte intentionally like sabotaged the whole segment, the, the belt handing off thing? She wasn't unprofessional. She oh she wasn't difficult to like it. There's there's an extra edge. There's is an extra layer to this with Sasha Naomi 
that you know oh they're they're difficult to work with they're divas it's just like ah get get the fuck out of here and i hate a lot of that and i hate that a whole lot because it's those the whole thing of just like well why are they difficult to work with and charlotte is oh it's because you treat charlotte like she's the second coming of her father like because again We've we have seen flares be unprofessional in WWE and not get repercussions for it. Now, granted, Rick caught that shit back about twenty years later with the plane ride from hell. But like, it's not the first time we've seen a flare do something they're not supposed to and then not get any punishment for it. It's two different things. But like, no. I it just goes I back get to the NFL. It goes back to the NFL all the time. And I can't remember who it was, but there was a video of an NFL player beating the absolute shit out of his girlfriend, and the video Ray Rice. Uh, I don't think it was Ray Rice. I think it was more it was more recent than that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name, which is good because I don't want to give him. Yeah, because fucking, but it doesn't well, matter. Not credit, so credit, the, but you know what so I mean. So the basically, like, oh, these charges were brought against him, and the team really didn't do anything. Like they kind of get a slap on the list, or slap on the wrist. Then the video, like the security footage, leaked, and people were like, "What the fuck?" Oh, yeah. then they fire him. Ric Flair didn't get didn't get punished for the plane ride from hell because WWE just found out how bad it was. Yeah, Ric Flair got punished from WWE for the plane ride from hell because the general public found out about it in more in more detail than because like that story's been out there. Remember, WWE did a, a jokey little fun cartoon being like, oh, look how terrible this was. What isn't it bonkers? No, it was no, they they didn't fire him because they saw the video. They fired him because you saw the video. Yeah. So um, it's but it, yeah, it's no. one of those things where it's like so now they're using their power because they can make an official press statement and claim that it was because they didn't want to they weren't comfortable working with two of their coworkers which again from all accounts is bullshit and is completely baseless and so they're just lying to slander these women yeah because again it goes back to like it goes back to all of WWE shady business practices where well, why do they have a 90-day no-compete clause? Oh, it's so whenever you release them, you literally take away any forward momentum that they could have getting other dates. Um, and it, like, ruins them for AEW. That's why the Malachi Black thing is my forever thing that someone didn't fucking look at his contract-wise. To be like, oh, no, he only had a 30-day. That's bad because people are still going to know who he is. Now, granted, mm. um, I don't think that Banks is going to have the issue. Like, so let's say that they release him. And in 90 days... Um, Banks shows up. They both show up at AEW. I don't think Banks will lose any steam. I also don't think Naomi will, but if any one of them's going to, it's going to be Naomi. Um, just because I feel like Sasha at this point is a very much a household name comparatively. Because not only does she have the wrestling side, which she's amazing at, which Naomi does too, but she also has she's also has potential crossover with the whole Disney Plus stuff. Um, which again, I know she wasn't like the main character in Mandalorian season two, but I know she has which is more than one episode. So like, yeah, but it's it's pretty background. Well, I'm just saying, but like, there's some shit they can do with that. Where like Naomi, who's an amazing wrestler, that's somebody that we've been singing the praises of for years. Like, I think if she has 90 days off, plus however long before they release her, like that could harm them. So that being said, saying that they didn't want to work with people and they're difficult to work with, and putting that statement out, it literally not that I think that AEW or any other company would like really listen to it, but it does put that small thing in their ear of just like well hell are they difficult to work with do we really want to try to sign them if they become available like shit like that wwe's really good at fucking over their own talent if they don't want to play ball 
Yeah, I mean, and it was the same thing with Keith Lee. Like, oh, he was difficult to work with. Like, no, it's like these you got people who are willing to stand up for themselves instead of just falling in line. Oh, so they're difficult to work with. No, get, yeah. get fucked. Have you, see, have you seen Keith Lee work? He sent a man into the stratosphere. He is not Multiple difficult times. to work with. He is not difficult to work with. He... <laughs> He just makes you work. uh, Him and Swerve had the tag match against, uh, it was Serpentico, and I I assume it was Luther, but it may not have been. But it was where Lee did the, he's in the corner, and he just like launches him all the way across the ring. And uh, Nyla Rose retweeted the gif of that after Serpentico posted it, like, I wish he would have thrown you farther. (laughs) I love how much they hate each other. It's fun. Uh I also uh, love that uh, TikTok. I saw the Keith Lee and uh, Shane Strickland like moonsault to the outside because it's being lovingly referred to as moonsault off the titties uh, online, and that's my favorite thing. It really yeah. is. Uh, next story, also a roller coaster of one. Uh, it's something I touched on last week, and unfortunately, my my hope was that there was going to be kind of an all encompassing beat by beat, like, "Hey, here's what's going on," and unfortunately, we didn't get that, but. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. Kota Ibushi and his claims that NJ, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling have been exploiting him. Um, we have a... The only real update that we have is that he is still with the company. And that's about it. Um, let me go where... Uh, but essentially, and you can find different pieces on this. I'm pulling from both Wrestling Inc. and uh, Walt Culture. But essentially, there are issues with Ibushi New Japan in that New Japan wanted Ibushi to come back from his shoulder surgery before he was comfortable or slash completely healed. When that happened, that kind of continued on. Um, and then he he posted screenshots with an ex- a New Japan executive, basically because he went to an event, not even to compete, just he went to an event and they told him, like, uh, if you're showing up to these other not New Japan shows, we will we'll, we'll, we'll just fire you to which his response was, OK. They, he doesn't care. It's a bushi. And there's um also, the backstage, the same person uh, is apparently someone that he's had. I'm going to read from what culture here. Ibushi alleged that a backstage figure uh, identified only as K- Kikuchi-san was one of the sources of his issues. Flagship Wrestling Podcast has since reported that the duo have had issues going back years. Primarily, Ibushi is upset with Kikuchi for allegedly withholding merchandise money owed to him back in 2018, blocking a planned match with Shingo Takagi after Kota fell ill with aspiration pneumonia in July 21 and trying to convince Ibushi to return for Wrestle Kingdom this January, despite the serious shoulder injury suffered by the wrestler in October 2021. Uh, And then later, Ibushi was pulled from this year's New New Japan Cup competition by Kikuchi, prompting a colossal rewrite as he was the planned winner. This led to Kota ceasing communications with the New Japan office, before an uncleared appearance at a Just Tap Out event in March led to Kikuchi demanding he return to New Japan by Dominion, which is June 12th, or lose his job. And yeah, this is a, this is a very, very messy situation. Uh, Toro Yanu has commented on it on his podcast. Uh, Nakazawa commented on it. Uh, Kenny Omega has commented on it. It's a, it, it's a 
big mess. It's kind of simmered down. There really hasn't been any big bombshells since last week when I talked about it, but there's also just not a lot of, uh, there really isn't any additional clarity. Yeah. Cause that's the whole thing we're trying to like, it's hard enough to get wrestling like backstage shit from like these American companies. We're trying to do this stuff overseas right now. And like, I remember, so we didn't get to talk about it at all, but the stuff that we did get, like the screenshots, we had like little to no context for any of it. So it was very disjointed. Like I remember like, Plus, it had to be translated because the tweets are in Japanese and not all of the and something like I mentioned last week, not all of the translations really lined up with yeah. some of the other outlets. So. so like and it's a bummer because like you don't. But it goes back to what we said earlier of like you don't become a million dollar corporation by being ethical 100 percent of the time. Um, and like it, the CM Punk Cole Cabana episode of, well, they're leaning on me asking me to do this tour like that. I'm willing to say that happens at every wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. like i mean it, it's gross and you don't want to see it and again it's one of those things where i'm like if kota ibushi isn't ready to wrestle kota ibushi shouldn't have to wrestle i just that's how i feel about it and i love it's, new japan and i love new japan and you know i love new japan if he is not ready to wrestle if he doesn't feel comfortable wrestling and this is and, and again if this was like somebody that is is hurt all the time and all that that's one thing this is Kota Ibushi who i'm pretty sure is insane like his body which doesn't is work exactly the way why which is exactly why if he's saying he's not ready to wrestle he should not be wrestling because no. the dude tries to kill himself every single time yeah like there was times where he was not ready to wrestle where he was like yeah i got this i can't confirm that but i'm willing to say i'm not wrong like I would, I'll die on that hill and put money down that I'm right, um, because like it's the same thing with Will Osprey. If Will Osprey says ever, I am not medically fit to wrestle. My thing is, he's about to die. Don't let him in a ring because that dude will wrestle through anything. Um, I just, uh, it's a bummer. Like you hate to see things like this um, because it doesn't. Nobody looks good coming out of it. Uh, because you're going to have people be like, oh, Cody Ibushi should just wrestle and suck it up, which you don't want to see that. And then you also don't want to see New Japan being dickheads, um, especially like right when it lo- seems like they're going to get another good push in America through like AEW and for the Forbidden, forbidden Door pay-per-view. Like, ah, it's a bummer. It really does. Uh, you just hope that they do the right thing and the performers stay safe. Yeah. So if there's as, as more updates come in, we will, of course, kind of follow this because... Oh boy, there, there, there's a, a lot of moving parts, and I kind of touched on the, just the bare bones of it uh, this week and last week. But there was some stuff that came out that was like, hmm, this, that I don't even really want to put out there just because like it's so unconfirmed. But just big old yikes all the way around. Let's see, next story is this one just broke earlier today, and again, it's something we don't have a ton of information on. Um. But Stephanie McMahon tweeted today, May 19th at 3.30 p.m. As of tomorrow, I am taking a leave of absence from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. WWE is a lifelong legacy for me, and I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking this time to focus on my family. Uh, holy shit. Yeah, that's uh, a big we one. Don't, we don't know... Again, there's there is no there's nothing but speculation. We don't know. Um, Fightful did confirm that this is not her being pushed out. Like this isn't a situation where she's being forced out of her spot. This is she is taking she is choosing to take this time away. 
Uh, it also says majority of my responsibilities, so that, you know, kind of leaves the window open that maybe she's doing other things within the company, just taking a reduced role, uh, and, you know, taking time to focus on my family. Usually when you hear that, it's a health thing. Yeah. Uh, and with Triple H's health scare last year, that kind of, that tracks, so... You know, again, I'm not trying to like spec. I don't want to, you know, be like, oh, I think that he's, you know Triple H is in bad health because that's not. There's no factual basis behind that. Yeah, that's just kind of like my initial reaction to reading that. So all we can really say is, hey, hopefully everything is good. Uh, maybe she just needs a break. She needs time away. And by the the way this is worded, it sounds like the door is open for her to return when she's ready to. Yeah, which hopefully when she returns, and it's the same thing we say about injuries, we hope that they return ready to, as ready as they're going to be and as healthy as they're going to be. Yeah. And I'm going to so. say that even for somebody that is a backstage person, because mental health is real important. Um, right. So I don't want anybody. If, that, if, if that's, that's what, what it is. is. Well, no, again, I'm saying, <laughs> no, I'm literally saying like, because even if it isn't that, um, Coming to work when you're not 100% focused on work is never a good thing. We've both done it. I mean, mm -hmm. like, it's a thing. I don't want... I really would be happy if nobody ever does that. Um, so I hope Stephanie doesn't have to do that either. Uh, because, man, that's just the shits. Yeah. So. But if there's... if I'm sure more will come out on this as well. And again, we'll follow it as best we can. Uh, speaking of coming back and not being ready to... <laughs> never! We have... We have a, uh, we, there was a, a big announcement and then a follow-up because it was also partially rumored. Um, but Ric Flair tweeted out that he is making a return to wrestling for one final match. Um, and it's, it's been a long rumored thing. He's posted the training videos with Jay Lethal. And I'm going to read from uh, Fightful.com, Gisberto Guzzo. Over the past month, Ric Flair has been uploading videos of himself training for an in-ring return, which is set to happen on July 31st at the Nashville Fairgrounds. The bout is believed to be an uh, to be between Flair and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and a partner. So, breaking from what they said, the partner was then rumored to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This show is happening in conjunction with StarCast uh, over, is it, it's SummerSlam, isn't it? Yeah, which it, it's also super important to note that uh, StarCast is headed by uh, Ric Flair's son-in-law. Conrad uh, Thompson. Yep, he's one of the main yeah. people behind it. I'm not saying that that's why this match is going to happen, it's just, it's a really, uh, how should I say it? I don't think people should really be wanting Ric Flair to get in a ring, and I find it very telling that this is the uh, stipulation at which we're getting him. Not saying that they like would willingly put him in a bad situation, it's just one of those that I'm like, that's a weird coincidence, right? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not a coincidence. Um, also, just real quick, talk, talking about StarCast, because it wasn't part of the news stories, but it's worth mentioning. Um, two of the state, th three of the stage shows, one of them is the Roast of Ric Flair, one of them is a Four Horsemen reunion. Uh, all of them for the last time is what it's being billed as, which is grim. Uh, and then uh, Johnny Gargano is going to do one, and it is titled "What Is Next for Johnny Gargano," and it's and capital N lowercase e capital X T. So, oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's adorable, especially after he wasn't the Joker last night at Dynamite, even well, though <laughs> Johnny Elite was. 
I, well, in the and WWE or uh, WWE AEW tweeted out the Johnny Gargano is here by accident. So that was solid, man. You you love to see it. I love when <laughs> stupid stuff happens in wrestling, and that was pretty dumb. Yeah, um, but jumping back to this, so the rumor was that it was going to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, um, and then but he did a signing at a hype spots superstore, and this is all transcribed from Fightful, um, and it's and he had to say. Well, I was approached and given it really some serious thought. A lot of respect to the guy in the ring. You know, both of us are night and day when it comes to stuff out of the ring. Flair wouldn't be Flair without it. I thought about it for a week and it just really and I and just recently just declined on it. I know when I wrestled Jericho at WrestleMania 25, when we had the return match at Backlash in a singles, but at 69, and I know it's a six-man tag, and I could get a little this and that in, but with all due respect to our fans, I want them to remember me that last time I was in there with Jericho, when they chanted, you still got it. I don't want to scar that phrase. Even that night with Jericho, you know, I was working for the WWE. I was one of the trainers at the school and was pretty active in the ring, so I had a lot of confidence in myself. But knowing Ricky now and not being in the ring for a number of years, I don't want to tarnish the memory that the fans have of me. Um, and then he goes on to, to say even more. But like, that is a very yes! good, like, <laughs> we need more of that in wrestling and retirements of just like, no, I went out amazingly. Which, to be fair, like, not everybody has that kind of last match. Like, yeah, Steamboat blew people away at WrestleMania to the point that it led to that singles match with Jericho that yeah. also over-delivered. It's one of those so, things that I love anytime Jericho talks about it on his, like, back when I listened to his podcast. It was a very common occurrence thing that they would talk about. It happened a couple times where Jericho would be like, yeah, that was supposed to be a one-off. Because, like, everybody else in that match, I don't remember if you know if you remember that match, but it was the, yeah, it like, was the Legends Snooker, Gauntlet. Piper, yeah, Snooker, Piper, and... Uh, Snooker, Piper, and Steamboat? Steamboat. Yeah. yeah, I was um, blanking. I could, I knew him. I just, my brain kept wanting to combine dragon and steamboat into just something that was nowhere even close to yeah. pronounceable. And then, like, apparently backstage during it, they were like, "We're gonna make them like, can we get like a small program out of this?" And they did, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I really do love that mindset, though. Hey, I am super fortunate to go out the way that I that I went out. And I'm, I don't want to tarnish that for my fans and my legacy. Because, again, like, nobody would hold it against Steamboat. Like, his leg now, uh, barring somebody dying in the ring, which is pretty grim to think about. But, like, this match happens. It happens the way that it was slated to happen. FTR and Flair versus Rock and Roll and Steamboat. Like, if everybody leaves that match the same way they entered it, nobody's going to ever hold anybody... To that being like, oh, you did, you did the Nashville flair, like fairground, like nobody's gonna say it. it's fucking Steamboat and Flair, mm -hmm. um, and the people that do that are legitimately ignorant. And this is somebody that did not want Austin to wrestle this year, but at the end of the day, like I can't blame anybody for it. But the fact that Steamboat has the like forethought and the like respect of his fans for his fans to be like, no, I gave him exactly what I wanted to give him. I was able to give them the perfect ending for my career, I'm not going to do that because I know I cannot perform the same way again. I respect the living shit out of that. Yeah. No, absolutely. That is, it is such a good mentality to have and it's a healthy mentality to have. And it's like, yeah. And and to be fair, like, and it makes a lot of sense because like Steamboat and Flair were such rivals for such a long time. It would really, truly would have been a fitting send off if this is Flair's final match. Um, 
I'm not as whenever it was like, oh, Flair wants to wrestle another match. Flair wants to wrestle another match. I was like, I was very strongly against it because like yeah. even like he almost died not that long ago. And yeah. I, you know, I don't want to be as morbid as this sounds, but like I don't have any interest in watching him die in the ring. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want that to happen. That would be the, just the absolute worst. Because, like, did you see so, the training? Did you see the training video? Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Did you yeah, see the I, training video? It I was did. cute. It was cute to see it. But anytime that flared, like, anytime that Lethal bumped him, I got immediately uncomfortable. And again, I thought it was an adorable Rick got in the ring. And, like, Lethal being who he is in the relationship that they have. Because from all accounts, like, Flair is really likes Lethal. Like... Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, awesome. Like this is actually wrestling things I want to see. Um, like it's it's nice and happy. If I would have known that it, there was an actual practicality for that, I'd have been like, let's hold up here. Sorry, I keep Shut grabbing down. random action figures. I'm like right. I like I keep lifting my hands up and it's a different person. Um, no, I but like that is I know I don't want to see him in the ring again. Like and it's not even like don't tarnish your legacy. And I you I don't want to see somebody die in the ring. He's seventy three. And, like, hasn't done this since, like, 2014. And not in great health, you know, yeah. by most accounts. So, and I'm, whenever the, 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 like, oh, he wants to wrestle again, I was worried it was going to be a one-on-one. It was going to be Jay Lethal versus Ric Flair, like, one last time. And I was very strongly against that. As far as a six-man tag goes, where he really doesn't have to do anything, like, okay, let him chop a couple people let him, you know, have FTR and Flair put everybody in a figure four. And that's the finish. Like, okay, I'm good with that. But I don't think that's what we're, they're going to go for. I think he's going to want to do the top turnbuckle. He, he climbs to the top one last time. And Does gets, the flare bump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, or like, you know, we're going to get a flare flop, I'm sure. So it's just like, I just, it's, it goes all the way back to what we talked about on one of the earliest episodes of just like, just be okay. Just be healthy. Yeah. And it. I get that, you know, he he had that really great send-off from WWE and then went on to compete again more in, like, TNA and indie stuff. But it's just like, ah, I, I, I'm I not on board with this, like, No, super. at all. So, I, I don't know. I'm just, like, I, I'm not trying to be a killjoy. I'm not trying to just be, you know. Nope. Be, I, be I like don't care. concerned. I'm... I'm more worried about someone's health than a match. I, and again, you will always hear me say that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, you know, who who knows who they're going to get to replace him. Uh, StarCast is a big event. I'm sure there's a ton of options. I, d- has StarCast really run alongside AEW? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I wonder if it is a possibility of, like, maybe it's Sting. If FTR's got... Well, yeah, FTR's, if FTR's in the match, then obviously they're doing stuff with AEW, so... I mean, if you're going to pick someone as iconic of a villain of Ric Flair, you really can't top Sting. Yeah, it's true. Like Steamboat's up there. But But if you can't can't get Steamboat, Sting is a real close second. But they need to change the match then because I need it to be Ric Flair and Sting on the the same team so he can betray Sting one last time. I will be okay with a I will be okay with a Ric Flair match if it involves him betraying Sting. One more time. One last time. I hate you. I don't no, like you, you don't. That's, I don't like that is you. great. Um, a couple real unfortunate pieces of news. Uh, and boy, I should have structured this show better because then it's like the happiest news of the week. Well, um, yeah. It, this wasn't smart of me. But um, both Jim Duggan and Virgil uh, 
have announced that they are both battling cancer. Uh, Virgil revealed that on top of his issues with dementia and like the strokes that he had, uh, he has been diagnosed with stage two colon cancer. He has a fundraiser uh, PayPal set up um, to help him there. And then Hacksaw Jim Duggan posted on Instagram that he, because uh, he we, we talked about him beating cancer last year, um, but he announced that the cancer has returned despite him having his prostate removed. Um, but he did say that the doctors are very optimistic that they caught it early. It's a terrifying time for me and my family, but the doctors also said to go ahead and live life, which we're going to do. Um, he's it's, going to do, let me see. And it, it seems that my, uh, tomorrow I am getting my second hormone shot and Tuesday I am beginning set up for radiation treatment, which will be eight weeks, five days a week. Um, God damn. so fuck um, cancer real hard fuck cancer. Uh, and also, and cause whenever it happened last year, I, I hit you with the fact that he beat cancer in the nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like this, this is very much not a new thing to him mm-hmm. um this is i want to say it's like it well i know for a fact it's the third i want to say it's the fourth because i think he also had like in the 2000s had another issue i could be wrong don't quote me on that but yeah i know like duggan this has been a very unfortunate cycle since like for 30 years yeah um, that yeah it's 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 big shit is like the only way i can say it. it sucks especially also with virgil's like recent health uh problems like this just sucks there's like no yeah. Yeah, fuck cancer real hard. Oh, yeah, that's the official stance of... I almost said Podzilla Night. I mean, it is the official stance of Podzilla It is also the well, official stance. We can, we can shoot a ring. text and ask to get permission on that, <laughs> hey, but I'm willing double... to say... Hey, real quick. Um, but yeah, so fuck cancer. Best of luck to both of them. And to... You know what? I'm going to frame it in this way. And to not go out on such unfortunate news, to bring us back up, to have some fun, we got a big announcement from Up Up Down Down this morning. They posted yesterday about like, hey, we want to see your reactions to this video we're going to post tomorrow. And they posted the video. It was one of the really overproduced like Up Up Down Down style things that we've gotten the last couple weeks since they announced that they're, they're bringing it back. And then just in the middle of it, out of nowhere, Breeze just shows up. <laughs> and he's, he like and Woods is like you ruined it. We were gonna do a whole thing. He's like, no, I'm back. It's cool. No, it's fine. <laughs> like it's just it's the most breeze thing ever. Um, and it made me so friggin' happy. Like I kind of had to quietly lose my shit at work when I watched the video because I saw Breeze tweet a picture of him and Woods next to each other, and it was like he was wearing the new up up down down merch, and I was like, what? And then I saw a link to a video, and I was like, hang on, okay. So I had to turn my speakers down real low on my computer, and I just, like, I was listening, and then he pops up, and I lost my mind. Oh, and then they also, on top of him being back and being a part of Up Up Down Down again in an official capacity, he, uh, they announced that Battle of the Brands is starting back tomorrow. So we get a new episode of Battle of the Brands. If you don't know, uh, Battle of the Brands is woods and breeze playing smackdown versus raw 2006 yes i believe it is and they do they're playing uh, my gm mode against each other breeze is raw woods is smackdown apparently this is a game that they have been playing with each other since development like since they met each other like this has been one of the longest standing things that they've done together 
and they brought it to the channel and it was really, really great. There was a lot of hiccups with it, uh, with them not being able to use people and then like people getting released and technical issues, but it was always an absolute blast. The first season alone is absolutely worth watching because it's just, it's so entertaining. They get under each other's skin so good and I love it. And this makes me so happy. So, uh, expect a full review next week. Probably not, but I am 100% watching this on my lunch break tomorrow. So unless it's one of the live streams, I don't think it's a live stream. I don't know if they said it was a live stream. I need to look at that real quick. Cause if it's a live stream, that's going to be a bummer. Cause those go long. They're a ton of fun and I always watch them back, but, but they're long, <laughs> but they are very long. It does not say they do not have the announcement on their Twitter. So we'll find out tomorrow. It'll be a fun surprise for me tomorrow. Uh, Dalton, I know you don't watch a ton of, uh, up, up, down, down, but it is, I it's probably, a delight. And, I probably will watch it just because, um, I just want, I'm happy that Breeze is back doing things with Woods. Like, that was the big bummer. Like, the most heartbreaking thing I think I ever saw was Woods on G4. Whenever he got, and I don't think Breeze was a part of that release thing. But just, like, his face when he got the phone call saying all of those, like, those people got released. That and then one him, was Hit Row. That's that was right, the, yeah. That was the Hit Row releases on G4. Uh, Cole, <laughs> the Chugs, he was live on Twitch. Whenever... When he, when he got the text that Breeze was released. That's right. And that was heart that was heartbreaking yeah. to see. Um, my, my whole works on fire. My whole works on fire. Do you want to talk about it? Probably shouldn't. <laughs> Probably. No. Uh Let's do his this. Jo- Let's just... His jo- his job's a firefighter. <laughs> yeah, he's a firefighter. That's right. <laughs> um and then so yeah, it's it's not Uno coming back. It, we're not getting Departy back because like whatever cesaro is doing he likely isn't going to be part of it again obviously they're not going to get adam cole back um but they've said that uh it, so this is probably just like kind of a, a one-off thing but it's big and i'm very very excited even if it's just to do battle of the brands it's pretty dope oh yeah absolutely like i would love to see him you know continue to challenge for the up up down down title uh the left right left right championship was going to be something else but now that he's back maybe he can do something with that um, although, you know, now that his left, right, left, right companions aren't there anymore, does he recruit? There's a lot of ways this could go and it could all be very annoying for Creed and that makes for good content. So I'm excited to see what happens next. Um, is it my turn? And then, yes. Yeah, so, and then jumping into playing with ourselves, uh, Real quick, before we... Because the, the 2K stuff is going to take up the most time, I know. Uh, yeah. We did get an announcement from Super 7 of a new Andre the Giant figure, which is news that I feel like I should hate having to talk about because of... The last the time. Amount of, the amount of grief that Super 7 and their Andre the Giant figures have caused me in the past of not knowing uh, if it's real or not. But this one is real. I sent you a link. Uh, it is confirmed but it is going to be uh, Andre the Giant in his black one-strap singlet, a uh, couple alternate heads, and then the can of beer that will fit in one of those hands as just the tiny little... Uh, <laughs> tiny, you know, tiny little can. baby bottle. Yeah, a little baby can because he was a giant. Giant. <laughs> and, like, I will get this one. Uh, Super 7 Wrestling figures are very hit or miss for me, uh, but... I ended up getting rid of my, not rid of, but I sacrificed uh, Andre the Giant Elite to make uh, the Giant from WCW Elite. And so, like, my Andre the Giant Elite is sitting in the very back of my uh, 
80s shelf uh, mm-hmm. with big show legs. And not like <laughs> bare big show legs. I'm talking long shorts with the tattoos on the legs, big show legs. Uh, he's all the way back there, so you can't see it. So I will definitely be buying the Super 7. It looks massive. Um, if it's cartoonishly big, the better. Because I will put it in that 80s shelf. Because I do marry like those figures with my other figures. Um, because I think they're dope. Um, hopefully they look good. They do take extra care with these Andre figures, it looks like. Uh, if the estate or the talent wants to put the work in with Super 7 to make sure it's a good figure, they Super 7 will uh, provide. Uh, that was the big difference between the Good Brothers and the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast figures. The Good Brothers ones were kind of lacking, but I think it's because they signed the contract and then forgot about it. Whereas Brian and Matt like signed the contract, sent them things, um, like sent them concept photos of everything, and like kept checking with them. Also, and I don't think we talked about this, the New Japan series is indefinitely on hold through New J- uh, through Super Seven. Oh, is it really? That was something that was talked about a couple of weeks and or months ago that I think I just forgot to add to the thing. But yeah, they said they were going to put a halt on those for the time being. Um, doesn't surprise me that I don't think they sold necessarily well. Um, they're cool. They're not great. Uh, the price point's a little high for what they are. But uh, but these Andre figures, you saw an Andre Super 7 in person when we went to Toy Man. Mm-hmm. And it unfortunately was in the rule of Toy Man that I make with myself, which is you don't buy something out of the gate. And it was like the first thing I saw. Um, and then I just, by the time that I took Sadie with me, that was the other mistake I made that toy man was taking Sadie with me. Um, because it was a bunch of Sadie purchases and not a lot of Dalton purchases. I got a cap that I wanted and that was about it. Uh, I got some other things. That's not true. But, uh, I was going to say, I was, I was going to correct you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple other things too, but, um, but I remember seeing that Andre cause you and Sadie both pulled me aside to be like, Hey, did you see this? And I was like, yeah, I already saw it. It was like the mm-hmm. first thing that my eye went to cause I know super seven boxes a lot. Um, but this Andre is dope. It's the Andre that I think that everybody wants um, because it's the single strap black singlet. It's WrestleMania three Andre. Um, and again, I hate the wrestling figure community. Oh, the heads look cartoonish. Motherfucker, I don't care. It looks dope. It's so <laughs> fat. It's so fat. It looks bulk bulbous AF and I'm here for it. That was the that was the big selling point for me is I feel like they got the body right. Which is kind of important when, because like Mattel, they do make a good product, but like Pat Patterson doesn't have abs. Pat Patterson never had abs. His elite has abs, and his elite was based in the '90s. You know what <laughs> Pat Patterson didn't have in the '90s? Abs. Uh, this looks accurate. I'm super excited for this figure. Um, so I, real quick to circle back. So are all of the super the New Japan Super Sevens the ones that they have announced? Are they out yet? Yeah, They're just not they, making any new ones, or... I think they teased that Wave 3 was going to be... Because first one was... Um, first wave was Chaos, second wave was LIJ. They mm-hmm. teased... I want to say they teased Bullet Club. But we yeah. never got an official announcement. Okay. Um, the Minoru Suzuki, I believe, is going to be through Storm. That was the one that I was like, oh, re- nope, that's through Storm Collectible, so we still will get Minoru Suzuki's figure. Um I'll get that. That's a, that's an $80 purchase that I'll happily make. But as of right now, it looks like that we won't be getting... We'll still be getting Super 7 wrestling figures because I think Matt and Brian have both teased alternate attire figures where they're mm-hmm. in more updated gear. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, but this Andre figure looks dope. These Andre figures tend to sell well. Um, so I, and I'm happy that they still make wrestling figures cause super seven does do a really good product. It's just, it's a shame for the car, car articulation you get for a $20 figure. 
is more than what you get for a $45 figure. And it's an import figure. It's there's a lot to it, but I'm I'm excited for this Andre. I will be buying it. Um I'll wait for Ringside to get it in cuz I like doing it through Ringside just because they will eventually get it to me. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh, yeah but I, yeah, I, it looks cool. It's it's a, it's a cool figure. So uh, I'm. It's one of those things where it's like, boy, I'm glad I don't collect these because yeah, it's one that I would need to have. Uh, and then we're gonna close out the show, Dalton, with a, just a massive dump of WWE 2K updates. Uh, the DLC pack is out. Have you had a chance to actually play it? Oh, I've played as everything so far, Asa. I've done the okay. patch and the DLC because so I didn't want to come in uninformed. Let's start with the patch. Because the patch, it was a free patch, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, you didn't have to pay for it. So, let's start with the patch, and then go from there, and then we'll go into the DLC pack. Dalton hit me with it. Alright, so I remember whenever I gave you my initial thoughts of 2K22, the one thing that frustrated me was there was a lot of uh, wrestlers, and there still are some wrestlers that are you can access through other modes of the game, but not through regular play. Um, that number's a lot less. Patch, I think it's 1.12. Um came out and they shadow dropped all or a good number of characters that you could not get in regular play. I remember talking a couple weeks ago that they changed Alexa bliss, uh, the firefly Funhouse Alexa. They changed her name from Alexa bliss to Alexa bliss 21, which to me and the community as a whole said, that means we're getting normal Alexa bliss. And that was when we got, so in the patch they gave us, um, regular Alexa bliss, Nikki cross, not Nikki ASH, um, King Booker, King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, because in the game, so to put in reference, Firefly Funhouse Bliss was in the game, Nikki ASH was, Nikki Cross was in my faction, but not ASH, um, King Booker was part of My Rise, but not part of normal game, but Booker T was, Happy Corbin is in the regular game, but King Corbin is in My Rise, and then, um, old, old man Shawn Michaels is in the game now, he was part of My Rise, but not in regular play, and then the big one for me was, man, I hope I got all those. The big one for me was uh, they added Dominic Dijakovic in the game. Um, he was part of my rise, and I remember telling you how pissed I was about that because mm-hmm. he had full gear, like he had his own gear. It wasn't like just like he was in street clothes and they just used the T-Bar model. It was yeah. He was in his wrestling gear. It looked awesome. They gave him an entrance jacket. His entrance and Tron and music was all in the game, and you couldn't play as him. Um, Real quick. They... Yeah, you did. You did mention so sh- you said Shinsuke Nakamura was one. Oh, thank you. That was the one I forgot. So King Nakamura was in the base game. Shinsuke okay. Nakamura was in my faction because I had the Shinsuke card. They play the exact same. It's just you get him in red and black instead of white, and he doesn't mm-hmm. have the crown. And they call him Shinsuke Nakamura, not King Nakamura. Dumb question, and then I'll let you go. Con- I'll let you continue. So because the the my faction is the one where you have to like get the cards to unlock the character. Yeah. Do you have to have the card? If so, like if I never touched my faction, if I downloaded it right now with the new patch, I could have both Shinsuke Nakamura and King Shinsuke, even if I don't have the card. Yes. Okay, that's all. Yeah. I needed. Um, because I I forgot I don't remember how I got not important, but like I've had that Nakamura card for a while, so I've been playing a Shinsuke Nakamura to the point that I forgot that Shinsuke Nakamura wasn't in the game like base game. It was just King Ma- Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Um, they play the exact same. It's just some dialogue. They also, there's unique dialogue for all of them. Um, so it's not just reused Booker T or anything like that. Like, it's pretty cool. Um, super happy to have Dominic Dijakovic because I was never going to play as T-Bar and I love Dijak. So super dope that he's finally in the game proper. Um, mm-hmm. 
with a pretty dope entrance. Uh, the movesets are pretty similar. Same for Nikki and Alexa Bliss. There's some variations, but they're pretty much the same character. They even gave them the same, uh, same like ratings and everything. The only one that there's two very different ones. Uh, Shawn Michaels from like 05 is in the game, and he's like an 88 overall. Old man Shawn Michaels, 74 overall, which cracked <laughs> well, they, my sh- They saw the Saudi match. Yeah. And then, like, uh, nah, he and ain't then, that good. And then the other big one was Shinsuke. King Shinsuke's like 85 to 88, I forget. And then Shinsuke Nakamura's a 90 overall, which I was like, wow. They gave him hmm. the Braun Strowman treatment. Um, but that's the patch. Um, along That patch dropped Monday. And then the most wanted DLC pack dropped Tuesday. And this was Cactus Jack... Uh, Vader, Ela Dragonoff, Indy Hartwell, and uh, the Boogeyman. Jesus, couldn't think of that. Um, super fun DLC pack. I don't like it as much as I liked um, the Bonsai pack. I've played the living shit out of Yokozuna. I don't know if there's any character that I'm going to play as much as I am still currently playing Yokozuna, uh, or even Umaga for that matter. But it's super cool to have a... I definitely did Street Fight or a hardcore match with Cactus Jack, which that's kind of based more... He has, like, the WWF shirt, but it very much does look more like ECW um, Cactus Jack or WCW Cactus Jack, like, pre-WWF. Um, he's a lot of fun to play as. I had to tweak his overall because it was super low. It was, like, an 82. But I, I've liked playing as Cactus Jack a whole lot. Um, Ela Dragunov's a lot of fun. He moves around really quick. I don't... I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of him, but him in the game's a lot of fun. Um, Vader and Boogeyman are cool. And then any, we finally have all of the way in the game now, so that's dope. Um, because we were waiting for Andy to get added, because we had LeRae, Gargano, and Theory in the game already. Um, really wish they would have given us another uh, arena like they did with 2.0 right before Bonsai, but they did give us like a bunch of char- extra characters that we didn't think we were going to get. So yeah, at a I love that you're just be at a certain point. You're just being greedy. <laughs> greedy yeah. Um, the game is not perfect. And I will say that this game is not a perfect game. Sure. But the amount of goodwill they are giving me 2k 23 is an instant buy uh, because of this game, because if they improve on the formula that they're currently using, I am here for it. I won't know half the roster in 23 because it's going to be a bunch of 2.0 guys. And I'm going to be like, who that? But uh, I'm here for it. I I like 2K22 a whole lot. They're doing a lot. They're giving us a lot of goodwill. They didn't. They should have. They should have been in the get base game day one. But the fact that they were like they they did give it to us, and like to the point that King Booker versus Boogeyman has its own commentary lines. So not only did they give us King Booker and Boogeyman in a free patch and DLC respectively, they also gave us commentary lines for that specific match. Like, it's shit like that, that I'm mm-hmm. like, they care about this game. 2K actually wants this to not suck. Or can't afford for this to suck, however you want to spin it. Yeah, to me, it's more of the, to, to me, it's more of that second one, I would assume. Yeah. Because they knew that they were going to lose the license if they did. But, so. but it, it is giving us a game that works, that is fun to play, and I'm still playing it. I'm not just doing Creation Suite, I'm still playing it. Like, mm-hmm. I do matches. Like... They made a, and that was something I couldn't say for like 18, 19, and like 17 and all those. I just basically did Creation Suite and Simmed Universe mode. I am yeah. actually playing matches now, which is dope. Like, I've put so much time into my faction. 
Because so, it, it gives me something to do, so. And I still haven't picked it up. I like, like I said, and I've said before, if when it comes, if it gets to uh, like a summer sale or something like that, I will probably end up grabbing it because I am curious to play it. Um, but it's cool that everything is coming out. I am very disappointed in you that you're not that excited to play as Vader because that would be the one out of this DLC pack that I would be they added, most interested in. Asa, they added Cactus Jack. They gave me Mick Foley. But Vader was in Boy Meets World. So was Mick. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, so, so was Mick Foley. Yeah, so was Mick Foley. <laughs> yeah, but he was the bad guy in Boy Meets World. Bad no, he wasn't. Was Eric was being a dickhead. <laughs> Eric was being a dickhead that episode. <laughs> Mick Foley was the face. <laughs> Don't you come at me with this shit. I'm not here to play games. <laughs> oh, well, you should be because this is the segment we're in. Um, <laughs> but I think that is going to do it for this week. Oh, I love it. Um, don't forget, next week we will be interviewing Rebecca Valentine from IGN. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, we will be doing a preview of Double or Nothing because this is the last show. Uh, or next week will be the last episode before Double or Nothing. Uh, we will have CCW to talk about. We'll have a little bit of Gory Pro to talk about. Uh, if there's any updates on the Sasha Banks, Naomi, Kota Ibushi, Stephanie McMahon situations we will of course be talking about that as well uh dalton thank you so much for being here if you want to follow the show you can follow us at twitter.com slash nerdiest part uh if you want to follow me on twitter i am at the five star man dalton is at mr d anthony n p o t r and if you have questions for uh rebecca valentine you know if you have of what she likes anything like that feel free to shoot them over to us send us a dm Uh, at nerdiest part and we will ask her so but until then thank you so much for joining us again this week we appreciate the hell out of you take care of yourselves take care of each other and as always watch more wrestling